0: This is Trad Lore, a traditional archery and barebow podcast with me, Jimmy Halpenny. Hey, how's everybody doing today? This is Jimmy with the Tradlure Podcast, and I've got another episode for you. Um, But before I do, I do want to remind you that we are doing a giveaway with Novum Archery for a split-finger leather tab. It is important that you go onto my page, go to the giveaway post, like the post, subscribe to me, subscribe to Novum Archery, and then just put a little comment in there. You can put just about anything that you want. Um, from hi, hello, put somebody's name, tag somebody, I don't really care what you write, You know, put a little emoji, um, that will get you entered and we are doing that giveaway here in about a week or two. Um, so please, you know, show them some support and, you know, let, let's help these smaller businesses grow. So please go to my page and like that, subscribe and comment. All right, so the weirdest part of making a podcast is how you introduce yourself at the beginning of the podcast. I have an intro that plays. It says my name. It says the name of the podcast. And then after that plays, I normally come on here and I say, hey, this is Jimmy coming at you with another podcast. Or I say something along the lines of, how's everybody doing today? Weird thing with that is that My today might not be your today. As I'm looking at the analytics of a podcast, most people do not listen to it on the first day. Most people generally listen to it a few days later, so my day is a completely different day. For me, today it is a Friday. I am on my lunch break and excited for the weekend. I got some yard work that needs to get done, and I'm excited to get that done. Um, But today might not be your... Friday, um and I'm sure you already know that my name is Jimmy Halpenny, and I'm just going to keep spinning around in circles here for a moment, but no it it is the weirdest part, so if you hear me you know start off the podcast and it sounds really awkward, I apologize because it is really awkward, and I have not found an appropriate way to start this podcast um, you'll You'll definitely hear some different things that I say several times. I record the first ten seconds of the podcast. 15 to 20 times before I finally settle on something to keep there. And I will say, you know, 10 to 20 seconds. I'll stop and say, no, that doesn't sound right. And then I'll restart it, restart it. Generally speaking, after I record how I start my podcast, I never stop again. And I just keep on plowing through. Um, I don't have a whole lot of edits unless I get interrupted by something um, I think since I've started this podcast, maybe I have four edits and I think I'm on an episode number 15 or 16. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, you know, since we've started, um, I, obviously you've already read the title of this podcast, so you know what it's about. Um, but I do have, you know, just some, I guess we'll call it house clearing items, uh, to get out first, um, First thing is, you all probably know if you've listened to other podcasts, I am an avid podcast listener myself. That is why I got started with podcasting, is I wanted there to be something else out there for people, um, you know, if they ran out of podcasts to listen to. Right now, I have a pretty large backlog. Um, I have not had as much time to listen recently, unless it's right before bed were in my car, which is normally when I listen to podcasts, but to be honest with you, I haven't left my house much recently. I've been working pretty hard. Um, I work from home, and the work that I'm currently doing does not allow me time to listen to a podcast. Uh, It's also why I haven't been getting as many podcasts out. I do have a few episodes lined up, um, but I just haven't had time to record them, really. I've been working really hard, as I mentioned, um, but with me being an avid podcast listener and having a pretty large backlog, I would like to start um, the beginning of each episode now with some podcasts that I've been listening to and some podcast recommendations. Uh, today I have three, um, but I, I think that in the future I'll probably start off with a, a podcast episode that you need to listen to. The, one, the three that I'm going to mention um, were fairly recently released. Um, you've probably already listened to them. I, you know, think that I'm probably the last podcast you listen to. Um, I'm sure these other ones that have are well more established um, probably get your listens first. Maybe not. Maybe you really like hearing my voice. Um, I hope so. I'm striving for that. Uh, the The first one I want to mention here uh, it is the traditional bow hunting and wilderness podcast. With Jason Sankoviak. it is the episode that I listened to, and it is a short one. It is becoming a deer profiler for you hunters out there. Um, it is worth listening to. I don't want to spoil the podcast. It's a short one, um, but but it's it's definitely you know talking about really um, indulging in your knowledge of deer, um, your knowledge of the animals. I recommend it. When I first started listening to that that podcast series with him, the first time I listened to it, I didn't think that I would ever listen to it again. He came off as very, in my mind, um, very arrogant, but something about it, I kept listening to it and I didn't know anything about him at the time. And I realized that it was not arrogance. Um, It was 100% confidence. Uh, And he has the right to speak in confidence, with confidence. He probably, you know, from what I can tell, hunts more than most people, if not everybody. Um, And he has a lot of knowledge about his craft. Uh, He does have a Patreon. I have not subscribed to that yet. It's something I'm planning on doing. Uh, But anything that this man has to say is worth listening to. You know, you might not be on the same page as him with everything, but he has a lot of knowledge to pass on. So if you haven't listened to his podcast already, um, I recommend it. The in that episode, it's a, like I said, it's a short listen, just a quick drive podcast. The other episode um, that I you know really kind of got behind was the Bowhunting Soul episode with Heath Nepp. Just a, a good episode. Everything on Bowhunting Soul, if there are interview, interviews on there. Uh, Are top notch. Um, As far as just kind of like a talk show bow hunting podcast, the conversations back and forth um, are always good, always worth listening to. Easy to listen to, easy to follow. Um, Generally, that's a podcast that I'll put on right before bed. Whenever I fall asleep, I will, you know, it'll it'll play through the next day. I'll kind of start over where I left off. Great podcast and. Really, I recommend listening to any of those episodes, but I'm sure that these will be featured more in the future as well. And then the third podcast um, that I want to mention is for uh, The Push. I'm sure everybody listens to The Push. Um, The Push really helped me kind of get into traditional archery, Uh, but they have the episode Thoughts Aren't Thinking with Joel Turner. Uh, Obviously, Joel Turner... Himself as a mastermind. Uh, but but just a, a good overall podcast. I have not got to finish this one yet. That's another one where I fell asleep while listening to it, but I'm very close to finishing it. Uh another thing, too, and this is kind of gonna get into this episode a little bit, um, but as far as you know the Joel Turner stuff goes, um, I mean, really, I, I've listened to most interviews with him, but I really just need to subscribe to his course. Um, I, th- I think I would get more out of that. The only difference is, is that I have time to listen to podcasts because it's right before bed and I'm trying to fall asleep or it's in the car. I don't always have time to follow a video series, which is why I'm really into the podcast. Eventually I will subscribe to that push course. Another push course that I would like to subscribe to, actually I want to subscribe to all of them, but another one that I should have subscribed to and had I subscribed to it, this uh, podcast episode might not even exist, is the new, tuning, um, the new tuning series. Another one I want to subscribe to, like I said, it probably would have made my life a lot easier with tuning. Um, and not only would it have made my life easier, it probably would have been a lot cheaper than what I had gone through for tuning. Um, so kind of, you know, kicking into that, I've had a rough three, maybe four weeks, um, uh, with the recurve bow, my hunting bow. Um, I'm going to take you from the beginning, but I, I want to, you know, preface this with, I believe it is important to have as tuned of, a, of an arrow as you can get. You want your arrow to be flying straight to your target, to, Give yourself the best opportunity if you are a hunter of a clean and humane harvest. That is of utmost importance to me. I I have some things I'm going to mention about that later, some different scenarios. But if you are not doing everything in your power to make sure that you are cleanly harvesting an animal and... Being as perfect as possible, you are doing a disservice to the animal and to the sport. Now, that does not mean that everybody can shoot consistently enough for a perfect tune. That does not mean that people are not going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But if you can do everything in your power to limit those mistakes... Then you are doing the right thing. I don't care if that means tuning, practicing, you know, keeping your shot distances close. That is, you know, what you need to do. So when I knew I was ready to start getting ready for bow season, I feel like I said the word ready there a bit too much. I don't know. Uh, My mind's kind of all over the place right now. But when I decided, The first thing that I did was I pulled out my arrows from last year. My arrows from last year were full length, 32 inch, gold tip XT Hunters, uh, 340 spine with a 150 grain point, the standard like 10 to 20 grain insert with 20 grains of insert weights on the back end of it. So that is where I started. Probably sometime around May, April, May, I took the bow out and I saw that those arrows were shooting like crap. And the reason that those arrows were more than likely shooting like crap is I knew very little when I started traditional archery and started hunting with traditional archery equipment last year. And they may have been tuning well for me last year, and I know that they were tuning well for me last year. But with experience comes a cleaner release, comes better form, and the things that I was doing to force myself to need that stiffer arrow, I did not necessarily need now. And my better form was preventing me from shooting that stiffer arrow. So I you know, I play around with it. I have 100 grain points, 125, 150, 175. That's what I had at the time. And everything's still just super stiff arrow. And I knew, you know, from the get-go, I needed a different arrow. So going from the 340s, I decided to order some of the Easton Autumn Oranges. Now, I had chosen the 2018s, which I think are like a 460, 464 spine. And I'll I'll be honest, for what I was wanting, that's probably a very close spine to what I needed. Um, However, I don't know if I selected the wrong thing or if those arrows are cut shorter than most just in general. But they were sent to me at a 30 and a quarter inch length. Um, I ran all the way from 100 grain points, worked my way up all the way up to 200, and I was still running stiff. At 200, they weren't super, super stiff, but but they were stiff. And to be honest, at that point in time, my arrow weight was so heavy um, that I didn't want it any heavier, and I didn't want to check any more points. So knowing that the 2018s were stiff... Actually, let me go back a minute before we, we talk about the 2018s. With the exception of the gold tips... Every arrow that I shot throughout this entire progression, I would work a full day on getting it tuned, and I would work every single day on getting it tuned. Nightfall would roll in, and this is going to be a common theme that you hear. Nightfall would start rolling in, and I would you know, still be shooting, not really able to see my arrows flying. I'd go down to the target, And every single night, I would have two or three uh, different, sorry, Um, every single night, I would have uh, two or three groups where I would have, you know, two or three fletch shafts with two, one to two bear shafts that would group for me. Now, what I wasn't seeing every single night was that the arrow flight was awful. They were basically corkscrewing their way to the target and all hitting together, and it was just luck of the draw. Um, So several times throughout this process, I thought I had a tuned arrow. And I, uh, at that point in time... With the, you know, thinking I had a tuned arrow, I would say, yeah, you know, let's go. I've I've got this. I'd write down all of my stats, mark my brace height, mark my knock height, and, you know, I, I would go from there. Well, that, that happened with these 2018s, and boy, was I wrong. The next morning, I woke up, I shot. No, still stiff. So at that point in time, I started looking through my basement to see what arrows I had. And I pulled out some Victory V-Force 500 spines, a full length at 32 inches, I think 31, 32 inches. I popped a 100 grain tip on. I popped a 200, and they corkscrewed. Uh, went all the way up, and I got to 175. Whenever I got to 175 grains... I don't know what was going on, but they were flying great. Bear shafts and flood shafts were hitting great. can't explain it. Those arrows were too light for what I was wanting. I was wanting to keep it, you know, somewhere between 500 and 550 grains. Those were down closer to, I think like 450. Um, So I was wanting them a little bit higher. So I decided at that point in time I am going to order some of the gold tip blims off of Free Rivers Archery. Uh, Because, you know, these arrows spined, these will have to as well. So I order those in full length, 500 spine. And I start filming a video. I was going to post a YouTube video of my um, process during this. I knew I'd have to cut them down a little bit. Um, I didn't know how much, but I, I knew I would probably need to cut them down a little bit. They come with a 74-grain steel insert. It's like an outsert insert. And I started working my way. This time I worked my way. I wanted to shoot a 150-grain head. So I tried tuning with the 150. That was weak. I put in the 125 and the 100. Those were weak as well. So I started cutting down my arrow. I started cutting down my arrow. started cutting down my arrow. I am about a 27 half inch draw, and I don't want an arrow shorter than 29 inches. Um, the blade just being too close for comfort for me, it's a, it's a mental thing. Um, also, with point on, I am gap shooting. So I got down to 29 inches, and even a, with a 100 grain point, which would put a total of about 175 grains up front, still weak. So, man, I'm like, you know, I've got, what, $60 into the autumn oranges. I now have $80 into these, not counting all of the, you know, feathers that I wasted. Um, So so I've got those, I've got them cut to different lengths. Um, I might be able to make a half dozen out of them, you know, still, but I don't have a bow to shoot them out of anyways. So at that point in time... I'm I'm super confused. So I go back to that victory. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot a 450 grain arrow. Forget about it. I go back to that victory, and it is shooting week as well. Somehow that day that I put that victory in the in my bow, my form must have been off or something was going on. I can't. Maybe I was short drawing that day. I know I was dealing with some back issues, but. Yeah, they weren't tuned either. I don't know how much it would have had to cut off; it would have made them, you know, shorter, lighter. But but they they didn't tune either. So here I am, completely frustrated. I go back to the autumn oranges. I go back to the three forty spine. You know, maybe I'm getting some kind of false stiff reading. Um, you know, I've had false weeks. Maybe a false stiff is a thing, and it might be a thing. That was not the case though. Um, you know, maybe I'm getting a false week. Uh, let's add more weight to the front of this. Nothing. So out of frustration, I my wife wants to go shopping. I get in the car. First thing I do is I go to one of the local bow shop and archery ranges. And I'm like, I need some 400 spine arrows. I start looking through what they had available. That's going to get me to the weight that I want And I pick up a half dozen of Easton match grade 6.5s. They did not have, you know, anything less than the match grade. Uh, So I went ahead and picked those up. You know, that's another $80 for a half dozen. On top of that, I picked up some of the 50 grain uh, victory insert weights to go into the back of them so I could add weight. I come home, knowing that they're going to be a bit stiffer, they are 31 inches, and I screw a 200 grain point on with the insert weight in the back. So that's now giving me a total with the 23, 22 grain weight, 272, I think, up front and it shoots pretty well uh shoots maybe a hair stiff well the next day I take it and I try to tune it and I can't get that stiffness out of it it's you know giving me a little bit of a kick even with fletch shafts nothing major um but you know once again I'm looking for perfect arrow flight so I go back just mad that I blew this you know another 80 90 dollars and my wife's gonna kill me, um and I started trying to get the what are they the the gold tip blims to tune again. I don't know why, just pure frustration i you know I get those tuning, and once again, just like every other time, it starts getting dark. I get them cut down, and this time I don't even have them cut down to 29 inches. I've got them at about 30 inches, and I put a 170 grain point on there, and they look to be flying perfect, but it's dark. I, I can't quite tell, um, and I get excited. I'm like, you know what? I just cut them too short before. I'd overshot it, and then I was getting false weeks. That That's got to be what it is. So I get online. And I start looking at 175 grain broadheads. Um, and, you know, tons of options out there in the 175 grain range. Not as many as 150s, not as many as 200s, um, but there are a lot of options. And I see some Zwicky heads. And I'm, I'm fully intended on picking these up just to kind of see how they hold up. They're cheap. I've always wanted to shoot them. I kind of like the old school approach with them. But first, I want to know, because, you know, I'm all about perfection here. Are they, you know, are they fairly accurate to weight? I'm talking, you know, within 10 grains. And I post this on a Facebook group. I don't remember which one. Just asking... And I get several comments about how 50 grains difference up front doesn't even make a difference if you're shooting at close distances, or hunting distances, as I put it. And I want to tell you, I disagree. Um, I disagree quite a bit. I do have a tuned arrow now. I'll tell you, I played around with differences of 50 grains up front on all of these arrows, and... Aero flight changes dramatically you're with feathers your your point might hit near the same place but you're not hitting it with as much energy and if you are one of the people that think that you can get by with you know shooting a 150 grain head and a 200 grain head off of the same arrow uh, the same setup you know you might hit what you're aiming at but that doesn't mean that as much energy is going into that arrow. That is something important to think about. As well, you know, an untuned arrow, if you make a mistake in your form, is going to fly off much further. Sure, you might hit the animal, um, but it might not be the shot you want. I mean, even my wife that's never shot a bow could pick up a bow, pull it back, and throw an arrow towards a deer, and maybe she'll hit it. Um, She's got that shot. I've hit a bird before when I missed a target. Um I wasn't aiming at the bird. So it's you know you, you want the arrow to be tuned because you don't want wasted energy going into that arrow and into the animal. You know, that could be the difference of a few inches of penetration to a full pass-through um in some shot angles. So it's important that you get your arrow tuned. I said if if you're just playing around. That's one thing, but when, you, when there's a life involved, which there is with that animal, you owe it to them, you owe it to the sport of archery to make sure that it's completely tuned. So nonsensical answers like that um, are ludicrous to me. They, they shouldn't even be a thing. If you're not doing the best you can to have the most well-tuned arrow that you can, shame on you. I will call you out now. I, you know, felt the same way hunting with a compound bow. Um, you know, you wouldn't shoot a gun for gun hunters out there with a bullet that starts, that's key targets, you know, the bullets coming out sideways. No, you, you want the most energy going into that animal. And people that say that you're overcomplicating it or you need to spend more time practicing it, you're wrong. It, it's not overcomplicating to, you know, I made it overcomplicated, um, sure. But you know, getting an arrow to tune really is not that complicated of a process. Um even more so, like the actual process of tuning for me is also practice. Those are times when I am doing my best to make sure that my form is perfect so that I am getting accurate results. And every time that I go through a tuning process, maybe this is me personally, but I come out a better archer every time. Um, So, you know, that is practice to me as well. Um, It's frustration. It it makes practice just a little more frustrating, but, but it is good practice. So, you know, shame on you for thinking that you don't need a perfectly tuned arrow or to think that, you know, different weight heads of that extreme can tune exactly the same out of your bow. It's it's not true. Not only that, if you're a gap shooter, for you to say that to me and not know that I was a gap shooter, 50 grains can make a pretty big difference on your gaps as well. So, you know, I, I didn't start a fight. I'm not a keyboard warrior. I will call you out here with my actual voice if you're listening to this. Um, you know, keep those... I think you should keep those comments to yourself, Because they are ill-informed. So, anyways, moving along. Sorry, I got on a little tirade there. Um, After, you know, looking at these broadheads, and I'm, you know, I know for sure I'm going to buy them, I decided to wait until I rested to shoot again, because... This is when I started realizing every night, almost, I think I have a tuned combo and I don't have a tuned combo. Well, sure as shit. The next morning I wake up, I go to work in my house. My first break comes up. I go outside and I shoot and they are not tuned. They are kicking harder than I have ever seen them kick before. So I'm glad I didn't order any more broadheads that night and waste any more money well at this point in time frustration kind of kicks in even more what am i going to do i could increase the weight of the head on these 400 spines you know maybe 225 250 not as many broadhead options in that category So I reach out to someone that I I personally think is pretty well-respected in the community. I won't name any names. Um, Just to kind of get his opinion on it, you know, I sent pictures of my form or video of my form and everything. And, you know, really what it came down to is my wife has no clue what I'm talking about. And she got tired of hearing me talk about it. Um, But, you know, he was... He basically said if what it takes is to add more weight up front then add more weight up front so you know that's what i ended up doing i ordered some 250 grain field points and i don't know what told me this but the first thing i did when i got the 250 grain field points is i decided to take the 50 grain insert weight out first so this would give me just like with the 200 grain head, the 22 grain insert and the 50 grain insert weights gave me 272 up front. By taking those out and putting this head on the front, it also gave me 272. And why did I think to do this? Well, adding that weight to the back of, this, of the arrow is going to increase stiffness to some degree that that 50 grains might not offset because in in turn, you have a shorter arrow. Well, sure enough, I put the 250 grain on, I set all my specs back to where I knew they should fly right, and I'll go ahead and give you those right now. Uh, My hair over an eight inch brace height on my Dostala. it's actually right between eight and eight and 116, so we're really looking at eight and 132nd. The top of my bottom knocking point is three eighths high, The bottom of my top knocking point is five-eighths. Center shot, I'm just a, you know, the point of my tip is sticking outside the uh, line of the string. My weight is right at 43 pounds, and I'm set to an even tiller. So I know in the past, you know, that's a pretty good setup. So I go out. And I start at 20, bear shaft and fletched. I have two bear shafts because i got half a dozen and four with four-inch feathers. I shoot at 20. Um, my point of impact is different, but they all group together. And this is daylight, by the way, not nighttime. So I move back to 25. Uh, I shoot again. They all impact together. I move back to 30 which is as far as I can go in my yard. I shoot again, and they all impact together again. So I'm like, no, this can't be. This could not have been this simple. I didn't cut anything off. I didn't play around with any insert weights. So I go back to work. End of day, I come back. I try it again. Same result. I'm like, let's see tomorrow. Try it again. It works tried it again today this is three days later now and it still works i finally found my tune and oddly enough this is almost as exciting as opening day of hunting season um for me uh it's it's just something special to watch arrows fly that straight now you know the hard part for me next is deciding what broadhead to run currently looking at the vpa three blade um also looking at the A. Bowyer single bevel and still thinking about putting like a Zwicky Delta on a 125 grain uh, adapter and running it. I don't know. Um, I might actually put a like a poll out there on my Instagram and at that point in time, you know, get get some input you know so if you know what i should run a 250 grain head i should run let me know there are other options out there but to be honest they're out of my price range um i don't want to spend more than 70 dollars for three heads um there's a lot of good ones out there that i would but you know i'm gonna bounce them off of rocks and everything else and or lose them i'm really good about losing stuff you know even if it's not lost it on the shot i'll lose it in my house i know i will Um, but, you know, let me know what, what's out there under 70 bucks in at the 250 grains that I could get. Um, but yeah, super excited, you know, definitely make sure your bows are tuned and get them tuned before hunting season. It is important, you know, you can get mad at me for saying it, but it, it does make a difference. Um, you know, just be excited about it. Uh, make sure that, you you know you're putting everything you have into it. Now your level of skill might not be to where you can get consistent arrow flight, but still it you know do what you can to get it as close as possible. I did last year. I got it as close as I could, and I you know I was getting bullet holes through paper, and I you know I passed through uh, the deer that I shot. It it went straight through. I'd actually, you know, even hit the leg. I don't remember exactly where, but but I got a pass through with it at 17 yards, I think it was. Another thing that I want to mention <clears throat> is one thing that you can kind of do to speed up the process. Once you get your I don't I don't recommend doing this first. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not the expert. I want to be the expert on tuning. I'm not the expert. But the, you know, when I was getting that really good flight when I first put these 250 grain broadheads on, I came into my basement, got out the butcher paper, and put it through paper. And within, I mean, just a, a fraction of a turn of my knocking point, I perfected that tune. It showed a slight high knock, and I was able to see it through there. So when you get everything super close, you know, don't be afraid to paper tune. Uh a good tune is a good tune up and down the, you know, up and down the line. And a paper tune can really help you with the fine-tuning aspects. I don't think it's the best place to start because it is a lot harder to see false weak readings. Um and I've also gotten perfect bullet holes before all of really bad tunes. Um so you know, worth thinking about. Get out the paper. People that say that you cannot paper tune a recurve, they are liars. Um, you know, I shot with a perfect bullet hole from 7 feet, 7 yards, 10 yards. It, it, it tuned the same no matter what. Now, that is with good form. That is, you know, with making the best shots. If my form is not perfect, I do not get a bullet hole. But if my form is, you know, perfect and consistent, I do get a bullet hole. So worth looking into. Um... But other than that, I mean, that's all I had today. I just wanted to share my frustrations and my excitements with you. I want to keep this podcast moving a little bit. Once again, um, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned it, but we are still doing that giveaway with Novum Archery for a tap. Please show this company some respect. Um, Go on there, enter, give them a like on Instagram, a follow, like the post, comment on the post. You know, follow me if you're on there and you're not already. Uh, show them some respect because they are up and coming. And you know, even if you don't purchase their product, they, you know, they they can use the uh, they, they they can use the support. I mean, we should be supporting as many small businesses as possible because we are not a large community. And a lot of people put out a lot of really good products. So go show them the support. Find that giveaway post. Like, comment, subscribe. And, you know, we'll be giving that away pretty soon. Um, Once again, thank you all. I hope if you're listening to this today, (laughs) Friday, I hope you have a good weekend. If you're listening to it any other day, I hope you have a good life. Um, (laughs) Definitely been a pleasure talking to you all, you know, Keep, you know, keep communicating with me through private messages. Um, You can find me on Instagram at tradlore underscore archery or email me at jimmy.halpenny at iCloud.com. I try not to miss anything, um, but sometimes I do. But yeah, hit me up. Uh, Pleasure speaking with you all today. And now I'm going to get some music to play us out.